0: Hawks, Hawks live, live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. You're listening to Hawks Live, presented by
1: Bellevue Collection. The show starts at 7 every Thursday right here on Seattle Sports 710. And right now, we're broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. And we have Derek Young, Seahawks wide receiver. Clap it up for my guy one time.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yes, sir. Derek man, I, I turned on the film um, when I saw that the Hawks picked you up and I saw a versatile type of dude. You lined up at a uh, tight end. Even got uh, some some handoffs down the field. Um, if you describe your game, would it be versatile? Like how would you describe yourself to the people listening right now?
2: Um, I would just say I'm just an athlete, a guy that'll do whatever it takes to help his team win. So if that's, you know, getting 10 carries. You know from on jet sweeps or catching ten passes in a game uh, it doesn't matter uh, I'll do whatever it takes
3: I mean again we, we were watching a phenomenal athlete and you you end up at Lenore Rhine which is in Hickory North Carolina and you're from Raleigh Raleigh, Raleigh north Car- North Carolina talk about that process because Again, good school, actually. A lot of people hadn't, haven't heard of it. But an athlete like you, you kind of expect maybe get some, some bigger offers. Just talk about how you ended up going there. Uh, yeah, I was just a, a late bloomer. Um, you know, in high school, I
2: didn't have, you know, the most flashy stats. Um, I actually broke my leg uh, at the beginning of my senior year and uh, ended up missing, like, six games. But uh, luckily, we were always a pretty good football team in high school so we always made a deep playoff run so i still ended up playing in like eight or nine games and uh ended up getting a few d2 offers and uh took a couple visits and i just felt like lr lenore ryan was the best school for me um had a good connection with the coaches and uh the players that i came in with we were already like brothers so um that's how i ended up there um i got there probably i was like 190 63 190 um and just started putting on muscle, didn't play that much my freshman year. Uh, I was more so a special teams guy. And then, um, that coaching staff that, uh, I came in with, they, uh, ended up getting fired. And, uh, like I said, I didn't play that much. So, uh, when they brought in a new coaching staff, uh, I looked at that as like a new opportunity for me. So, um, they introduced us to the wing T offense, never been in a wing <laughs> T offense a day in my life. But like I said, I was eager to play. So, um, they ended up putting me at wing back and, uh, ended up starting my sophomore and junior year under that coaching staff we won two back-to-back conference championships uh made a couple deep playoff runs uh at the d2 level and uh that coaching staff ended up leaving and then um i was getting a little bit of nfl buzz uh at the end of my junior year um i was on the freaks list and uh don't remember what was my ranking, but I was on the freaks list. Um, I was putting up crazy numbers in the weight room, and those numbers ended up, you know, getting out to the public and uh, ended up getting on the freaks list. But um, when they brought in the new coaching staff, it was a, a pro style offense, and uh, that's what I wanted. I wanted to prove to scouts that I could play receiver because that was like the main thing they wanted to see me do is, you know, run routes and uh, see how I could do, you know, in that type of offense. So um, was there for two years. Covid, Covid came, which gave me an extra year so um i graduated in may 2021 and then i came back for the COVID year and um ended up messing up my knees so i only played in four games my last year there but i still ended up doing pretty good to get all conference and uh the invite to the east-west trombo game and uh now i'm here so
3: by the I, way so. just I'm, I'm gonna flex you I, was going a, flex? I was the MVP in the East-West Shrine Game. Um, <laughs> okay, it was a long time ago, but you know, I, I wanted to ask you because the Seahawks are—I yeah. I think of like Tyreek Woolen, and I'm going to go back to Richard Sherman. They are. They go find people, right, that maybe others don't. Did you, any inclination, to the Seahawks talk to you? Because there's so many times people go, I had no idea they are going to draft me. Just just that experience.
2: You know, it's crazy. The first scout that I talked to was from the Seahawks, Ryan Florence. And uh, he was talking to me and my teammate that got drafted. Uh, He was uh, working him out. And uh, I was just out there, you know, just watching. And uh, he has a pretty good relationship with my position coach at the time. So uh, I introduced myself to him. You know, he liked how I looked. Um, He liked my film. And uh, he said he'll be back for me uh, the next year, and sure enough, he was he was back for me. So uh, he pretty much, you know, found two diamonds in the rough with me and my teammates. So uh, I salute him and I respect him.
1: I just learned something. If I ever talk about Leno Rhynum going to LR, hey, LR baby, what you know about that LR? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so like coming into the situation, I-, I was an undrafted free agent. My guy Moria was an undrafted free agent. Um, you kind of know what you're up against, right? you size everybody up you walk into training camp at least what i did i looked at the the depth chart and i said okay i gotta knock a couple of these dudes off the chart right here for me to get an opportunity um what is that like being in that situation and then finally having the confirmation that okay i did what i was supposed to do i'm still here but i still got work to do
2: yeah like it's it's like a it's an awkward situation because you know you go into camp and you know uh you're around such a great group of guys, and you build relationships with them, with them. But uh, at the end of the day, you know that you know they're not going to keep you know 15 receivers on right. the depth chart. You know, so uh, you just got to just maintain that chip on your shoulder and understand that uh, every day it's a competition. Uh, not only are you in a competition with them, but you're in competition with other positions as well when it comes to special teams. So uh, just coming to work every day and knowing that. You know, you got something to prove every day. You got to show them your best work. And uh, I feel like that's what I did throughout camp. And uh, I'm glad they ended up
1: putting me on the roster. Was there a a moment that you realized that, okay, I can play in this league and I just might make this team?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've always been confident in my abilities. And uh, most of my confidence, honestly, uh, it just comes from this hard work. um, Playing at the D2 level, a lot of people don't understand, like, The D2 level like the different the really the main difference from D2 and D1 is just like the OL and defensive line Like the DBs, you know, they're you know, it's not that much of a, you know A distance between them, you know going to the East West Rumble game and going against, you know D1 cornerbacks and safeties. uh, It wasn't that much of a Improvement that I had to make going against those guys, but um Yeah, I would say um Yeah, pretty much
3: talk about your media i mean there's a you got some characters i mean you got dk and tyler's you know he's a he's the quiet assassin to an extent but just talk about that just the the camaraderie there and just the different personalities
2: oh yeah we got some characters in our receiver room you know penny hart he's like the comedian dk you know he's you know full of energy every day and tyler lockett he'll throw in a joke here you know here and there but um yeah just a great room of guys um I was happy when DK you know, finally reported um, because of what was going on. So I didn't get to build a relationship with them during OTAs, but uh, I built a relationship with Tyler and Penny and the, uh, all the other guys. So um, those are like my brothers, and uh, I look forward to seeing them every day. Great group.
3: Do you guys, um, do you guys meet just with wide receivers in your meeting room? Do you guys bring in the quarterbacks as well? How does that, that play out? Oh yeah,
2: we have, I mean, we have an offensive meeting, uh, every day. So, uh, we're always around, you know, the quarterbacks, the tight ends, running backs, offensive line. You know, everybody is feeding off of each other in those meetings. So, um, we meet every day.
3: We, we were talking earlier about Geno Smith and, Look, he, he's been phenomenal. Last week, it was precision stuff. and We were saying, I don't know if he made a, a bad decision that whole game. What, what did they say in that game? I mean, was it as impressive of what we think it was when you guys actually looked in the, the meeting rooms and watched the game?
2: Um, I'm I'm not surprised at how he's performing. Uh, just watching how he prepares each each week, like uh, he takes a whole bunch of notes in the meetings. Like he's always dialed in, writing something down, jotting something down, and um, he's always watching film. And uh, in practice, he's always you know hitting guys when he's supposed to hit them, and you know pretty much putting it in the right place. It's Almost exactly. like he's catching it for us. And uh, as a receiver, that's what you love to see. And I feel like that's why his. Completion percentage is so high because, you know, they are easy catches to make. So, um, yeah, Dino's doing a great job, and he's going to continue to do a great job.
1: Is there something that you've learned on this level that you had no idea on the bottom line? I remember when I got to the league, I'm like, just the film study and how to watch film. Like, no one really taught me how to watch film until, like, my senior year getting to to the NFL. Uh, What have you picked up that you feel like has helped your game? kind of take it to the next level
2: um i would say uh just definitely watching film you know you didn't at the d2 level they don't really disguise coverages that much so whatever you see that's what they're going to give you but at this level they do a great job of disguising coverages and to understand what they're doing you have to watch a bunch of film and uh we have a coach coach sanjay um and he's a technician he's going to break everything down and show you everything whatever he's showing you and whatever he's telling you that's what's going to happen on sunday and um just you know being with a great coach being a rookie you know uh i feel like he's helped me a lot especially with film study
1: do these veteran receivers dk lockett um, do they sprinkle you with, with some knowledge every now and then, or do you you seek them out? How does that relationship work?
2: Oh, yeah, whatever question I have them have to ask them, whether it's, you know, a specific route, you know, how would you run this route against this look? they always give me their honest opinion on how they would run it. Or if it's, you know, something even off the field, you know, they'll help me out with it. So uh, they do a good job of giving me advice.
3: Of all them, coaches, anybody, who's your biggest mentor right now?
2: Biggest mentor? Yeah. Um, I would say... Uh, Coaches coaches wise of course my uh receiver coach, Coach Sanjay. Um he's taught me a lot, like so much since I've gotten here. So um and then uh player wise, I would say probably Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, you know, he's a vet, uh, I think this is year nine for him. You know, he's seen a lot, been through a lot, so uh whatever i go through or whatever i mess up on you know he's messed up plenty of times so uh he always tell me things that you know help me keep a cool head and keep me up to date with things and i appreciate those guys
1: what was uh what was that moment like i mean a lot of guys suit up for preseason obviously you've made it past that but what was that moment like to where you suited up you got the seahawks jersey on you're running out there and, and you were playing in yeah. that first game you know what uh, i mean what was that whole experience like was it like mama i made it or mama i got work to do uh i was
2: nervous like i've never been that nervous before a game but it was like a good type of nervous you know you, you worked your whole life you, you know you dreamed to make it to the nfl and you're finally here you know, playing against another team and i always told people like in other interviews they'll ask me like like has it hit you with? and i said it's probably not going to hit me until i'm lined up against like another team yeah and uh it definitely hit me that day when we were playing the Steelers, and uh ended up scoring my first touchdown Let's go. and uh i was happy you know i made mistakes that game but uh, i did a bunch of good stuff as well so uh
3: i appreciate the good and the bad well we're excited to have you so i'm gonna answer the last question Raleigh, North Carolina. Come all the way up here to the Pacific Northwest. Probably didn't know a whole lot about it because, you know, it's out here in the middle. You know about Seattle? Oh, man. I
2: I knew about Seattle. The main thing they say is it rains a lot here. but Hadn't rained yet. Yes, exactly. So I was expecting it to be, like, pouring down raining. But, like, when I got here back in May, it was just, like, drizzling all day. And, you know, that's fine. That's not really bothering me. But uh, I know the weather's about to take a change in a couple weeks. Is, Is
3: there something you didn't know about? seattle but that you love now maybe it's a restaurant or something you just love to do
2: um i like how you know it's a lot of different cultures here you know it's not like a main you know race that's here it's a bunch of different people that are here and uh, different types of foods you know and that's pretty much the main thing i love about it
1: hey well we appreciate your time man this is thursday i know you got a lot of things yeah. to do but you're here with us man clap it up one more time for Derek young
2: thank you thank you
1: All right, when we return, we'll go inside the film room. We'll look at Willens' pick six, Penny's 36-yard touchdown, and his 41-yard touchdown. That's next right here on Hawks Live.
3: Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station.
1: Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection, every Thursday right here on 710 Seattle Sports. We are at Bellevue Center Court. And today, Mario, we went to the sweet restaurant. Mm. It was delicious. Was presented good. by the Bellevue Collection. I had the beef sliders. What you have?
3: I had some uh, ahi pokey salad. And uh, what else did I have? I had uh, their um, tiger prawns. I went. I went fish today with a little salad, but no, I was really. I mean, I, I've known them for you know four or five years. They have really good. Food, oh, you but, know them personally. Well, I mean, I just used to go there a bunch. I have clients, and I would stop off there for happy hours. So you got a
1: booth like
3: they, that's they knew dedicated they to Paul Moyer. They, is what you're there's a one okay. that's called Moyer, <laughs> but you know uh, you can all go there if you want.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna donate, so I get one for Bumpus.
3: But they've got the uh, one of their cool things. They've got the Halloween party coming up, which is pretty epic. And so it's really one of the best ones for costumes. And they have a yeah. huge prize, like $1,500 for, for prizes on that, too. And uh, yeah, if you get a chance uh, and you want something to do for Halloween, go to the suite over there yeah, in Belgium.
1: They got a stage where they walk you across the stage. Everyone claps for you. They love You'll you. Go also, right by
3: my Moyer By
1: booth. the Moyer booth? Moyer booth. All right, I'm. I'm I'm going to invest on a, on a bumpus booth. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but on Wednesdays, they have wine Wednesdays, half off bottles. I love a good bottle of wine, Moyer.
3: I bet you do. I You're a sophisticated I, kind and of that.
1: You know, you got to swirl it up, <laughs> smell it, <laughs> sip it. I just chug it. You just chug it, huh? I just. You know. Also, <laughs> they got okay. a happy hour um, open 6 p.m. Happy hour. There's a lot of stuff going over there with the sweet. Happy hour
3: is like three thirty to six. But yes, I, no, it is one of the best happy hours.
1: One of the best. Yes. You've been there before because well, you got your own saying, booth, you the Moyez booth. I say,
3: well, I think it's three thirty to six. Three thirty to I six. Would, I would try to have my clients. We'd try to finish early by four. By four. Yeah. Okay. The happy
1: hour. All right. So uh, let's let's get into some football, man. Let's, do it. let's break down some plays. The first play we're going to break down. Geno Smith finds Will Disley for a seventeen yard touchdown.
0: Ball at the Lions, 17-yard line play fake. Gino's going to throw to the end zone. Reaching up, making a catch is Disley. Touchdown Seahawks. The Seahawks have given the Lions a big dose of tight end here in this first quarter. And Will Disley catches his third touchdown of the season. Will Disley just reaches up. The defender couldn't get to it. Gino put it right in the right spot. And the Seahawks lead 6-0. What'd Man, see, this Mark? is
3: so good. Uh, you know, uh, so the first thing is they they put Tyler Lockett and DK over to our left, and then they have uh, Will Disley over to our right, and they also have uh, uh, Parkinson as well, kind of a, a, a wing formation. So we got two tight ends there. And the safeties, for obvious reasons, is cheating over to, to DK. DK and Tyler. Yeah. And I, I wanted this play because... It's such a brilliant play by Geno Smith. First of all, he looks at the safety, and he's never in a hurry. He's deliberate, and so it's not like he's taking his time. But he's so smooth in his decision-making, and it's subtle. He looks at the safety just to hold him and keep him on the left hash that uh, the offense is looking, and the ball is on the right hash. And he throws a back shoulder. So beautiful. It is so easy. So beautiful. It looks like you and I are out just playing catch in the park. And, like, it's not even a big deal. And Will Disley makes it nonchalant. But this is fantastic coverage. There's really nobody open except this is pre-planned, And he holds it off to the perfect time, throws a back shoulder throw where, you know, Uncle Will's taller than the guy who's covering him. I I wish you could all see it. It is a brilliant, brilliant play that people are going to go, oh, ho-hum. I go, no, man, this is so good by Geno Smith. So good.
1: It's impressive, man. You talk about you have DK in the slot up top to Geno's left. You got Lockett on the outside. To his right, you got two tight ends. Right, one connected, the other in like this little sniffer position, and uh, they both expand. This is a uh, this is cover one, one high cover one is what we're seeing right here. And um, you're right, everyone's covered. Everyone's covered. He goes, look, I'm going to influence the safety with my eyes. I'm going to make sure. That he stays on that hash and protects the DK and Lockett side. And I'm going to put this football in a place where only 89 can get it. That is Will Disley. It is so beautiful. If you are coaching this up, you say, this guy's covered. He's covered. But if you make the right throw, if if you put it high back shoulder where only he can get it, that's the only way you're making this play.
3: What's so weird about this play is I'm watching it and I go, there's nobody open. By the time he threw it, he made it look like Will Disley was wide open. (laughs) And he's not wide open. It's where he put it. Yeah. And, again, Will's becoming a really good tight end. I mean, he's becoming really confident. There's actually a a play uh, where DK, they have him mic'd up on the Seahawk website, and they talk about this play. Uh, Again, if you want to go see how good Geno Smith is playing right now. Yeah. Go watch this play.
1: Go watch it. It's beautiful. Okay, this next play, we're going to break down. Tariq Woolen intercepts Jared Goff and runs it back 40 yards for a touchdown.
0: Goff will start under center. He has two tight ends in the game. A play fake to Williams. Goff has all kinds of time. He's going to throw. It's picked off. Coming the other way is Neal. Down to the 20. The 10. Cuts back inside. Touchdown Seahawks. It's Woolen. Tariq Woolen makes the interception return for the touchdown. Touchdown. Tariq just stepped right in front of the receiver, picked it off, and he was gone to the races for 39 and a touch. And man, that's the way to start the second half. What you see more?
3: Man, you cannot teach athletic ability and speed. Nope. Um, you know he's playing it's, again. Woolen comes out running, and he's he's on a tight end. It was killed us all game long, and he lets him beat him on a deep end. Briefly. And what I mean by beat him, he lets him make the cut first, but that ball's not going to be thrown until he's at least lined up, head up with the ball where the ball was snapped, so it's really the middle of the field. Look, Tyreek Wohan's speed is off the charts. He makes it look so he doesn't even look like he's running fast. And the guy's open for a fraction of a section. I don't know if he baited him or not. I'm going to say he did. Yeah. Tyreek Woolens just getting started. This is second interception, two games in a row. Takes it to the house. Special, special young man. He's playing the run well right now. He's getting better every day. I, I, the learning curve on him is straight up. It is like a bull market in the stock market. It is straight up right now, and uh, I, the sky's the limit on how good he's going to be.
1: I look at this. I see a three-deep look, and I see him understand what's going on right here, Moyer. I see him see the number one receiver go vertical, right? He knows if there's anything to release out that backfield to the flight, I'm good. Like this is now my guy he becomes man now because he has that number one receiver go vertical and he runs with him. He runs with him and says, all right, this is now man because I have nothing underneath. There's no number two receiver. The only guy who could come out the backfield is that running back. My linebackers got that. I'm not going to worry about him. So, I think he baited him as well. I think he felt like, look, I'm faster than this guy. I'm more athletic than this guy. He's going to cross the field. I'm going to undercut him. I'm going to the house. And then once he has the football in his hands, that's where you see that 4-2 speed. I always look at stride, and I go, look, a fast guy goes two strides every five yards. He's going two strides every, like, six Six yards. Yeah.
3: No, it's it's so accurate.
1: It, it, it's impressive to watch. It's a savvy type of play. It's not a rookie type of play. It's a savvy type of play. You know,
3: I'm I'm looking at this, and the first time I I had to relook at it. the Seahawks changed their defense and how they play this, and so you know th- this is normally a deep crossing route, and they do a clear out post, right? So the corner uh, on our left, it must have been Michael Jackson and Diggs, they take the post route. I think God thinks this is a zone, so he's reading yeah. uh, Brooks and, and Cody Barton right there and thinking, oh, I just got to thread it between those two, doesn't realize that Tyreek Woolen is with running him. with him. Yeah. So this is like a match-up zone on this, and they said, we're, we're going to play man on this. Again, that's, that's coaching. This is why, again, when Turns I – Turns into man. I talked at the beginning of the, the our, our show why I'm so excited about our defense, and I get it that we gave up a lot of yards and points but we have a chance that we clean up these big plays and the little things to be actually be pretty good defense.
1: Yep. I love it. Okay, this next play, Rashad Penny, 36 yards, four touchdown on 3rd and 16.
0: Penny in the backfield. And Penny
3: <laughs> Go for it. Well, look, Detroit, third and sixteen. They're sending the house. They sent yeah. seven guys. More uh, we got five, six, seven. I uh, I'll say that one more than we have. But actually, in theory, they have they have enough to pick it up. I don't know if this is audible. I, I bet it was. We we actually audible. I think to a trap on this. And what was interesting it was this the play before where they called it dead. I think yeah. they called it dead, yeah. and we had a pass play. We come back and. We run a trap to our right and I, I think it was uh um who's our left guard? I'm forgetting already. Uh not Phil Haynes but Gabe. Um, Lewis. Lewis. Um, he, he, he comes around and, and kicks the guy out. And then, you know, to Penny, we, t- we had him on earlier talking about this. He's in the open field. There's a guy there to tackle him. He makes a quick little move to the outside, beats him on the inside. And then you got DK there to screen anybody trying to catch him from behind, which they're not going to do. Uh, yeah, man, just everything's clicking right now on offense. I mean, they're, they're hitting the right audibles. They're, they're kicking out. I, I mean, this is just a thing of beauty. It's really – it's – it's one of the great offensive performances in, in Seahawks history. We never punted. It's the first time in Seahawk history. If not for two holding penalties, I think we score a touchdown on every drive. Yeah. Instead, we end up having to kick a field goal. Missed one field goal, uh, which we would end up having 51 points if we make that one. Uh, really just an impressive, impressive day.
1: Man, I look at this play, Moyer, and I say, is this luck or is this Shane Waldron preparing? Knowing that, okay... That strong side is going to be to the left, and we're going to run opposite in this situation. And third and long, did he scout this team out and say – In third and long, they're going to bring pressure to that strong side. Let's run it to the weak side. Because they run it to the weak side where they have numbers. They pull that guard to that side, and it's all open right there. And then Rashad Penny makes a DB look silly out there in the backfield. Sometimes you got to be lucky, but sometimes it comes down to preparation. And then Rashad still has to execute this thing.
3: Well, if you go watch their first drive, to me it was all about preparation. They they knew exactly where every open receiver is. And that's the thing that Geno does. Some people go, "Oh, it's luck," you know. I got "No, Gino knows where the open guy is. Yeah. That's why he's competing 77 percent of his passes, and he's, I think, sixth or seventh in, in yards per attempt as well. This one's so perfect because there's no middle linebacker. He jumps up in the gap. It, I mean, it's you know, again, if I, you gave me this on the board, I'd say run a trap. Right. And they ran the perfect play. Beautiful. Third and sixteen. Third and 16, a touchdown <laughs> on a run?
1: Third and 16. Man. They were expecting pressure. I oh, want to man. say that Shane dialed this thing up at the right time, especially after that pass. inadvertent um, whistle yep. that allowed them to do it again. They go, oh, they in? Oh, okay, yeah. Let, let's, let's run this. Let's do this. And that's when I saw Pete Carroll hugging Shane Waldron, like, man. You got it. Like, you know what you're doing.
3: I, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. I, I can't. I, I'm not trying not to compare the pass. But – If you are running an offense and a guy is running exactly the way you want it, man, it's almost like watching your children grow up and you go, they became adults. You're just so proud of the moment. So, uh, yeah, they got to be really proud of what's happening with Geno right now.
1: It's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. Okay, when we return, it's time to talk that talk. We're going to talk about Ryan Neal, Rashad Penny, and Geno Smith. That is next right here on Hawks Live. It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection every Thursday, right here at 7 o'clock on Seattle Sports 710. We're at Bellevue. Center Court. Me and my god Paul Moya. And it's time for Talk That Talk. This is where we go back and forth. He tells me I'm wrong. I'm telling (laughs) him I'm right. You know, he reminds me that he's the OG. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I still have an opinion.
3: And you remind me that I correct you all the time. <laughs> you <correct>. hey,
1: <laughs> you're that teacher with the red marker. I am. All right, okay, correct what I'm saying and what I'm doing. This first one I got for you, okay, here's a question for you. Geno Smith can be the guy long term. What do you think about that?
3: From what I've seen, and look, my reputation's on the line, so I got to be careful because I've been pumping him up a lot. But I'm going to go off of what I've seen. For the last seven games with him okay and he's completed 70% of his passes pretty much every game he completed 70% of his passes when he back in college he had two years didn't work out his rookie year when he's 21 22 years old from what I've seen he could be our he can we I don't think we have to draft anybody in the first round
1: how long how long can he be our guy well,
3: I, so I asked you this question he's 34 no he's not that one 32. Um, he and Russell are about the same age. Let's just say that. Who looks older when they jog out on a field? Russell looks Russell older. Russell looks way older. Yes, Look, he, he had not gotten his body beat up. He looks great. He's in fantastic shape. He's one of the quickest decision makers I've seen as a quarterback. And he's unbelievably accurate. So if this continues, yes, he could be our long-term solution.
1: I'm going to blow your mind. He's younger than Russell. Yeah. He's 31. Yeah. Russell's 32, 33.
3: And Russell looks way older. He does. And again, he's had the stress and been beat up. He's played a lot of football. I get it. So, But to me, he's a young 31-year-old who's just getting to his prime.
1: Could you imagine the story of Geno Smith? If he plays a very good year this year, locks down the position as the quarterback here in Seattle, takes his team to the playoffs. Like the table is set for this guy. Like something that we did not expect out of Geno Smith. Will he be the guy? If he plays like he's playing right now, then I say yes. So I'm gonna go off of what I've seen and what you've told me. I'm gonna say yeah. I can be the guy long term.
3: Who is Who is the guy? Who went to Arizona and won, uh when he's at Philadelphia, the Super Bowl. He's Nick a, Foles. Nick Foles. It ain't even close <laughs> The Gino is better. And look, I, right now there's a, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Aaron Rodgers, no question, Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, a whole lot of other guys right now are even remotely playing as good as Gino.
2: No, I feel you. So, I feel you. I agree. Oh, so yeah.
3: Again, it's early. Don't call me nuts. My reputation's on the line. <laughs> but from what I've seen, yes, he can do it.
1: All right. What you got for
2: me? All
3: right. Second one up here. Uh, oh. Defense has been, been, uh, you know, tweeted out, right? That They haven't been playing well. 30 points this week will be enough for the Seahawks to win Sunday.
1: 30 points will be enough. They're playing the New Orleans Saints. We're assuming that Andy Dalton is going to be the quarterback. Alvin Kamara is healthy. Michael Thomas is questionable. Chris Olave, the rookie receiver, should be ready to go. It should be enough. It better be enough, Paul Miller. I'm going to say, yes, that's enough. I'm going to say that this defense finds a way to get pressure on the quarterback and to eliminate the big plays. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I was sitting with you, and you said, look, 10 plays equated to over 300 yards. I broke it down to even like six plays. It was like 270-something yards. It's that simple. Get a guy out of bounds, get a guy on the ground, and you should be okay. If you eliminate the big plays, this team's going to be fine. So I'm going to say... 30 points is good enough.
3: I, I'm going to agree. I, I think this is going to be our best game defensively this year. Um, and, again, it, it, I, I, I know it's 520 and 45, but a lot of that, again, really the last four drives of the game where they scored, they scored, they scored, uh, there's reasons for it that I showed. So I'm going to say yes, 30 is enough. 30s enough.
1: A little update. Colts, bring, up.
3: bring it on. What Just one. No, they.
1: Russell did not. Wilson and the gang went for on fourth down. and did not get it done. Goodness gracious.
3: Ooh. How good does
1: Gino look right now, folks? Well, you with, with your wife walking. You too. Gino Smith looks really good right now, doesn't he? <laughs> wifey says yes. You always agree You're with the wifey. Good man. <laughs> All right.
3: They fall to the two and three. Russell Wilson. I didn't see the last drive but he was 15 at one point for wow. 31, two, tu- two interceptions, <laughs> no touchdowns, a quarterback rating in the 40s. They did not score a touchdown this today. This is crazy. Versus the Colts at home.
1: This is crazy.
3: I, I don't know. I'm, I I think our our, we can spend 250 million a lot better. Than oh things, right?
1: my God! This is what I bet that we're booing. The Denver was oh, at home, right? You're gonna kill Denver them. was at home, right? Yeah.
3: Thursday night.
1: Guarantee they're booing. Prime time.
3: Prime time against Indianapolis, who was one and three.
1: I want to say they had four to five prime time games. A couple of those of those are getting cut. They now. didn't
3: score a touchdown.
1: Goodness gracious! All right, what are we doing Man. again? Talk that talk. Well, we were at 30
3: <laughs> points, so we got number All right. three.
1: That's the last one? All right, last one I got for you, Moyer. If Rashad Penny gets 17 carries a game moving forward, he'll finish top three in rush. No
3: question about it.
1: No question. It.
3: Because if he gets 17, it means we're having success. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to feed him. But look, we got Kenneth Walker as well. who's uh, The more he's getting some touches, he's getting better and better. And he's, he's going to be electric. Uh, Penny's in another game just because he's 230-plus pounds with speed. And he's really setting up his blocks. If we can feed him... 17 with him at he'll he'll average over five yards to carry he'll definitely be top three probably be pushing for top one
1: i'm with you if he can stay healthy and get the blocking that he's getting and if gino can continue to be the guy that we've seen he's gotta getting the tight ends involved the play action the footballs down the field to lock it in and it. De- like we've seen everything out of this offense so far i didn't think they were going to be that explosive you thought they were going to be explosive i they've exceeded my expectations so i'm with you i agree
3: well i thought we had the skill players to be explosive i by no means thought last week was what we're going to be doing this is going to be a tough game their defense is fast they've got playmakers all over we're not going to score in the 40s i i hope we do uh if we get to 30 i'd be really impressed this week
1: all right, that was talk that talk. I won that one. I'm just gonna say that you
3: won like three in a row, man. Oh yeah. Just making you feel off good. air.
1: He's gonna tell me something else you feel though. That's fine. Don't make me feel good. <laughs> make me right. Okay. Make you right. <laughs> All right. When we return, we get our final thoughts and keys to victory. That's next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue
3: Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports
1: Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bowman with Paul Moyer, presented by the Bellevue Collection. We're here at Bellevue Center Court every Thursday Mm. on 7 to 10, Seattle Sports.
3: Why are we smiling?
1: We are smiling because uh, the Denver Broncos just lost.
3: How many touchdowns they scored?
1: Not a not near, a one. Not a near not a
3: one. He scored nine points in overtime and oh, lost twelve man. to nine. And Russell was twenty-one for thirty-nine. Two t- or excuse me, two interceptions, four sacks. Man, he now has sixteen sacks uh, on the year, uh, and that was them saying he will never be sacked again. It was always. <laughs> Is that what they said? No, nah, they said we're going to protect you. You don't have to worry about it, but. Look, I, again, I, at some point, once we get the top ten pick from him, we can put it behind us. Oh, my gosh. But this whole year is going to be rooting against them. This is crazy. They're this is not what I expected.
1: Moyer, I thought Russell would go over there and be at least above average. thought he, that was going to be the case.
3: I think he was 17th in the league quarterback rating coming into today's game and his quarterback rating was 54 i think it was his fifth worst of, or sixth fifth or sixth of all, worst of all time he'll drop out of the top 20 in quarterback look Russell's still a good quarterback i mean he's a big playmaker Is i he? don't know what's going on Is well he? he was he was
1: like when when do we turn the page and say all right he's an average quarterback
3: well i don't know if he's an average i think he's an average quarterback in the offense he wants to run yeah um, I think he was a great quarterback if he had stayed with Pete's system. Mm-hmm. And Pete knows quarterbacks. Yeah. That one thing we learned, man, you go look what he did at, you know, we talked about this earlier, what he did at USC. You know, the, guy, the Heisman guys, you know, from Palmer to Liner to, you know, Sanchez. I mean, these are guys who didn't really make it in the NFL, but they were pretty good. I guess Palmer was, but they were pretty good in college. And then, what he did to give Russell Wilson a chance, and to win a Super Bowl, go to a Super Bowl again, and the fight, the internal fight, I know better. And, you know, here's Pete going, I know you, man, and yeah. you can be really good if you just let me and trust me. And it didn't work, and it was time for him to move on. Look, it's early. I mean, could, Denver's got a lot of talent. They can turn it around, but uh, this is looking like it's playing out pretty well for the Seahawks right man. now.
1: now i well. I'm honestly, like, in shock right now. There's no way I thought that Russell would not score a touchdown tonight. At home. At home. That he would have the, prime time. the opportunity to win the game. We're like, we know what we've seen from Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. In, in prime time, in these moments where you're going to win the game, the ball's in your hands, and uh, you just didn't didn't get it done. It's surprising to me. And then you look at the flip side, and you just see how Geno is performing. You know? Like,
3: Seventy-seven percent of his passes.
1: Seventy-seven, the most accurate quarterback in NFL history through the first four weeks of the season. It's not a mirage either. It's it's wild. But I think we got to give a lot more love to Shane Waldron during this. We mentioned Geno Smith, and we should mention Geno Smith because he's the guy executing the plays. But Shane Waldron has connected with Geno in a way that has propelled him to a level that we didn't think was possible.
3: Or maybe Geno's connected with him, right? In a way that's allowed this because I promise you that Shane was trying to connect with Russ last year.
1: No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was.
3: Oh, he was. No,
1: I don't think so. I think that he wasn't allowed to connect the way he wanted to. He wanted because, to because he wanted to, but he didn't connect with him because Russell Wouldn't still wanted it. to do what? Yeah, right. He still wanted My to do what is, Russell wanted to do.
3: He would have liked to but Russell didn't allow that. Yeah. And here's Geno said, "I got gotcha. you." Yeah. I, this, th- yeah. What you need, coach? Got it. What you need? Yeah, I'll run that. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not dinking and dunking. I'm just going to find the guy who's open. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make this look really I'm going to run
1: this offense, baby. And I'm so
3: excited for Sunday.
1: This is wild. Am, I'm
3: excited. I'm excited for tomorrow, too, with the M's.
1: Come on, M's. Get it done tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, Seahawks, you guys get it done. Hey, special thanks to Rashad Penny. Derek Young for joining the show. Our on-board operator Brady Robic, on-site engineer Brendan Rogers, production assistant Ashanta Contepudi, and our executive producer Nazare The Seahawks pregame show is live this Sunday, starting at 7 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host Michael Bumpus with my guy Paul Moya. We'll see you next week right here on Hawks Live.